You're listening to the T20 podcast with Ayaz Memon in association with Lloyd. Khayal jo ghar ko ghar banaye. Bangalore needed to win both their remaining league stage. Uh, start again. Bangalore needed to win both their remaining league stage matches this week for the best chance to enter the playoffs. And Virat and Faf Duplessis ensured they completed half of that assignment on Thursday in Hyderabad in style as they chased down Hyderabad's one eighty-six for five with ease to win the game by eight wickets. With me, of course, is Ayaz Memon. Ayaz, what a batting show uh, from the two Hyderabad openers, Virat Kohli making that super century and Faf to. Making a really solid seventy-one. Well, what a superb batting show by both teams actually. I mean, you look at it the way Hyderabad posted a hundred and eighty-six, and uh, Klassen making classy, really classy hundred. You know, I mean, when you look at the uh, the kind of aesthetic quotient of it, or at least the quality of the slope play, I think he was the best of the lot. But at the end of the day, it's such a travesty he had to end up end up on the losing side. He sent out a strong signal of what he's capable of. Not many people had either. Heard of him or took him seriously enough, but in the last two three weeks he's been their mainstay, Hyderabad's, and you know he showed just how good this pitch was to bat. If he had had a little more support, especially from somebody like Aidan Markram, and they'd got about fifteen twenty runs more, well, who knows? But that's into you know that's into the realm of speculation. I think one has to acknowledge that Bangalore really chased this down quite superbly, and the man who made it possible. Uh, was Virat Kohli. He got a he got a magnificent hundred. Of course, Faf Duplessis, who has been in such outstanding form throughout the season, set the tempo, and then Virat kind of took on from there or took it took it up from there, and we have a result where Bangalore still alive in this in the, in the hunt for a place in the playoffs. Yeah, and the win actually makes the race for the playoffs extremely interesting. I will talk to you about that in a bit. Let me just take you all through the score. South African wicketkeeper Bata Hendrik Klassen was almost single-handedly responsible for the team getting a strong 186 for five on the board. After Faf put Hyderabad into bat first, the home team's openers were both out by the sixth over, with Abhishek Sharma out on 11 and Rahul Tripathi on 15. Hyderabad were 28 for two after 4.3 overs. Klassen though took charge. Of the innings, then and scored 104 of 51 to help the team. Of course, both 186 for five. Mohammad Siraj had a solid outing, picking one wicket but conceding just 17 runs in his four overs. Michael Bracewell picked up the openers' wickets and finished with two for 13 in his two overs. There's hardly much to say about the chase, as it was a two-man show. Virat uh, hit Bhuvi for two boundaries off the first two balls of the innings, and that sort of set the pace for the rest of the chase. Easy strokes, brisk. Running between the wickets and big sixes was all it was about as Virat scored his first Indian T20 League hundred after four years. And what a time to score it when the team was in a pretty much must-win stage of uh, the league. He fell on the next ball after scoring his hundred, but by then the opening partnership had posted one seventy-two on the board in seventeen point five overs. Faftuf. Fell in the next over on 71. It got a little close in the end with 15 needed from 12, but Bracewell and Maxwell finished the game with four balls to spare. Ayaz, of course, as always, let's start with your player of the match. <laughs> well, I think you know. I mean, for for the first half, it seemed that Lassen would be the man of the match, but by the time the match ended, I think Virat had just overtaken him for the sheer fact that he ended up on the winning side. Uh, in in terms of, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I thought that. Klassen's knock was quite superb. 
for the way he played both the fast bowlers and the spinners and without support the reason why i'm talking so much about classen is that he had very little support from any other batsman it was almost a one man show where hyderabad's batting was concerned while kohli did benefit from you know fab duplessy being at the other end and i think clearly after this partnership they have established themselves as the best opening pair in in this edition of the india t20 league there have been some fine other pairs you know there is conway and gaikwar there's saha and so shubman gill uh, there's you know I mean, apart from and there's uh, yashashvi jaiswal and butler but faf and kohli have just taken it a notch higher that is true actually i wanted to talk to you more about faf to plessy as we know he is the highest run scorer of the tournament so far but just the way in which he switched sort of gears in the innings i mean i think till about the 7th over faf was scoring at a brisker pace as compared to virat you know but i think there was just like this moment when you know i mean it just switched like they just switched roles after a while and you know and then virat of course raced to his 100 and then faf was supporting him superbly running the doubles that virat called for i mean he is fit but he is 38 and he was struggling but he was also running oh yes i think fast to plessy has been an outstanding player for for bangalore before that of course also for chennai as we know uh, we all commonly common wisdom says that josh butler is probably the best uh, t20 batsman but i sometimes you know i i wonder if it's not fast to plessy now he's not playing too much as we know for south africa but he, he, the manner in which he's been batting in the india t20 league last year this season is just amazing and you know he's got the power he's got the timing he's got the ability to pick up gaps and he also carries the burden of captaincy which a lot you know don't discount that because that plays so heavily on a player's mind and uh, he's just ticking all the boxes he's just been quite superb for his franchise for his team and for his fellow players and if if they make it to the playoffs frankly he'll be the guy who is responsible for it by and large i mean there have been useful uh, massive contribution from kohli in this season maxwell has chipped in every now and then mohammad siraj has done his bit and so on but fab duplessy would be the primary influence if they make it to the playoffs i'm uh, not so much match related just wanted to talk about faf you know in his new team i mean again i i mentioned this earlier but i just read his book recently and he talks about how he approached you know his relationship with virat because he knew virat was going to be very key you know in his stint at bangalore and he's he's called i mean he refers to himself as a, as a peacock and he says both of them are peacock personalities and he sort of you know really broached that whole relationship very well and you can see this within what a season and a half how close they've gotten the camaraderie in the squad it's it's just like flowing right oh it is and look it's not easy for somebody like faf or any other player who had come in into the Bang- bangalore team where kohli has been you know he's been the prima donna in many ways and who have been players around him over the years there's been chris gale there's been you know i mean obviously there's been ab de villiers uh, and some of the, i mean ab de villiers and kohli made such a massive pair you know they were jodi number 1 for several years they never won a title for bangalore but they were the biggest crowd pullers in the league in many ways and then you got fab duplessy coming in and then you know they reached the playoffs under him as a captain and because he's been so wonderful with the bat and it was important for for the franchise for the team and for both faf and kohli to strike a good rapport very early so that you know because everybody else looks up to them clearly and if they don't deliver or if they have a dissonance and they can't get the chemistry right then you could tell on the you know everybody else's performances so 
yes whether they win the title or not win the title but they've been very good for each other as we can see between you know they're running running between the wickets and the, the strokes that they complement each other with and the way they've kind of carried their or improved or you know just taken their relationship to another level to become a very strong influence on the team yeah and the influence sort of also may might transcend towards the, you know in the in the form of the bowlers as well i mean just want to talk to you about siraj what a season he's having i mean he among the bowlers he sort of taken the lead we saw see a very confident siraj on the field he is the highest wicket taker this season 17 uh, wickets in 13 matches you know bowled the first over conceded just the one run bowled the third over gave away four runs and then in the eighth when you know Uh, sorry in the 14th when classen uh, was going you know hitting everything that he could see he you know he conceded just what eight and then in the final over just conceded four and picked up that one wicket so a solid bowling performance from him again today oh absolutely in fact i think the two the best fast bowlers in this tournament this year this season have been the two indian bowlers mohammad shami and mohammad siraj you know one playing for gujarat and taking wickets of plenty He was very good last season to Mohammad Shami. Siraj also last season had a very good season this year. Perhaps a little better in terms of skill. He had a bit of a you know slump where he kind of showed a little more uh, temperamental side to his you know his cricketing persona. But he recovered quickly enough, and this match showed why he's such a crucial and critical member of the Bangalore team. He was just so good uh, at the start, in the middle, and towards the end. That is true, but let's just talk about one Hyderabad player who had a very special day today, Andre Klassen. I mean, in a team that had Harry Brook, Eden Markram, Mayank Agarwal, would you have said at the start of the season that you know what Klassen is going to end up becoming your highest run scorer? He scored four thirty runs in the ten innings he's played. We do know he joined the league a little later, but you know, in the ten innings he's four thirty runs. Um, and I mean, he did come into the tournament with on the back of some match-winning performances. But you know, would you have predicted that this would be the player who would like, stand out for them? So I won't have predicted, but I I spoke to uh, Ravi Shastri some time back. I caught up with him, and he mentioned that uh, you know he always thought Klassen was very dangerous. In fact, he says when I, when he was the coach, and they discussed the South African players, and he said you know the, the consensus or the feeling in the team was how the hell does one keep him quiet? Because he's such a great judge of length. You know that's his strength in his batting, and he's naturally aggressive. He loves to hit over the top, and he clears the field. So he's got that very fine balance between timing and power which is so crucial in this format in white ball cricket when you have really nearly got to play your shots so and he's a wicket keeper to boot so in that sense he's a terrific all-rounder to have i just wish now in hindsight that he had played more matches this season rather than being kept out in the early part and i also think that hazabat through the season one thing they've really messed up royally is that is the batting order batting order You know, I mean, they've had too many people experimented too many op- with too many opening pairs. Harry Brook, of course, just couldn't come good bowling that hundred. But there was just too many people going up and down the order, and finally it just became just too messy, and only one guy stood out, and that was Klassen. That is true. Now I'm just gonna talk about the where the points table stands. We are uh, on Friday going to start the last of the league stage matches. So all the teams have played 14 games each, and it's very interestingly poised. We of course know Gujarat are through with 18 points. They're the top team right now. Chennai are second, Lucknow third, Bangalore fourth. Chennai and Lucknow have 15 points each. Bangalore has 14, Mumbai has 13. There's of course the difference of net run rate between these two teams. So it's all very, very evenly poised. And in, as a matter of fact, if Lucknow, Bangalore end up winning the last league match. 
match against Gujarat and Mumbai end up beating Hyderabad and Lucknow lose their match against Kolkata Lucknow might actually end up being the team that gets eliminated in these two move ahead yeah there's a lot of suspense and many you know as they say help in bends ahead if you if you're driving <laughs> on a on a mountainous road you know there are twists and turns so you have to be careful uh, i think teams which are at this stage of the tournament to have so many teams in contention in itself uh, shows you how wonderfully competitive this uh, this season has been and therefore the lurking dangers for even the, the best teams and look the best teams are there now the, the, the teams which are not not doing well or not playing to potential are at the bottom of the table aren't they so now you got the top 5 or 6 vying for those four places one is qualified we have to still find three other teams to join join uh, gujarat and i think we're going to have a couple of really exciting days this this weekend is going to be really exciting it is going to be extremely exciting just one last question i ask uh, i like i said we, as we start the last of the league stage matches uh, friday night we have rajasthan playing punjab both are at 12 points each even a win might not be enough for them e- either team to qualify but i think punjab we can say are pretty much out of the running uh, then uh, their ne- you know the, their net run rate is in the negative uh, you know minus 0.308 and rajasthan are at 0.140 so unless punjab If Punjab win, also they need to win by a superbly big margin to even like you know and hope everybody else loses. But even then, I feel like it might not work for Punjab. So it's Rajasthan that you know has a lot to lose tomorrow, all to lose tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, and Rajasthan actually has lost a lot already. They've just ceded so much ground after starting so well. I mean, if you had asked me two weeks into the tournament which team I thought would win, I would have said, look, it it may be a repeat of or an encore of the last season, Gujarat versus. Rajasthan and then suddenly it just faded away Rajasthan just faded away and uh, one doesn't know obviously after the season there'll be postmortems which will emerge as to what caused what and why and you know however uh, how how things transpired but in this match they have to go all guns blazing they have no choice and they have to beat Punjab very handsomely either team has to win very handsomely to even remain in contention and that may not be that may not be good enough but both teams will look back at some monumental blunders that they have made which has put them in this precarious situation so it's one certainly only one team has a chance and a very remote chance to go ahead but they look back and say you know we had maybe four five other terrific chances which we blew up that is true uh, bangalore have just won what two of the last eight matches and this was a team that was in the top half of the league table at the start of the season so let's see what happens if my either manage to cover any ground thank you so much ahas for taking time out we'll of course be back tomorrow night to let you know which of the teams to get eliminated from the tournament thank you take care bye bye catch up tomorrow That was today's episode of the T20 podcast with Ayaz Memon in association with Lloyd Khayal jo ghar ko ghar banaye This is a Quint original podcast executive produced by Shelly Walia and Ritu Kapoor This episode was hosted by Menra Dorji Sahani produced and edited by Prateek Lidhu and Anjali Palod and a special thanks to our guest Ayaz Memon Stay tuned for our future episodes on your preferred podcast app You were listening to the Quint's podcast.